Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing. All you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Kudos to look at that. Thank you. You might have turned me around on bangs. You look great. Thank you. Look at you. Thanks. Bold. I I opted for a change. I asked you guys yesterday if I should be reckless and get bangs with a fairly new stylist who I'd only been to twice um, before our big photo shoot on Sunday. And we took some calls and I feel like it was kind of before and after. And Kristen, you had a great idea of doing it mid photo shoot, but that was a little too like <laughs> risque for me. And then I checked the Burt Show Insta story where we post, Rebecca posts stuff every day and she posted a poll and 53% of Burt Show 53. listeners said, do it. <laughs> and so just cleared the wire. Thank goodness for those that 3% of people that pushed you over uh, the edge. Yeah, my personal poll said, do not do it. But I was like, ah, I'm going to listen to the Burt Show poll. <laughs> that is a great cut for you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. I like it. It just, it feels good. I, when I had bangs last time, it was before I got married. But like, I just remember feeling like I could vibe in it. And I really liked it. And I had wanted them my whole life. And every stylist I went to is like, uh, nicely, very nicely, but like, hey, your face is really round. You shouldn't get bangs. Like, it's a big cut. No one really wanted to do it, and I found someone to do it before, and I loved them. So I, I'm glad to get to bring them back. You look amazing, babe. Thanks. When you walked in the house, was Chad like, bring that thing over here? <laughs> yeah, wow. and he was like, I think he was, a, <laughs> wow. he was a little in shock because I didn't tell him anything, and he also didn't see the Insta story, so he just thought I was getting a trim, and I walked back in with like full on bangs. <laughs> and then my son wouldn't speak to me because I don't think he recognized me. <laughs> I had to like move the hair out of the way and be like, it's mama. And he's like, ah. hey, I remember you yeah. It looks great. Thank good you. Good call. Thanks. Really good call. All right, test on morality. Okay. So I'm going to give you guys a situation. Great. And you need to tell me what you would do if you were the main character in this situation. So you and your significant other have been together for years. And you've been noticing they're a little off, but they tell you it's just stress and work and not to worry. Y'all love doing outdoor stuff, so you decide to take them hiking. You call your sibling to go with you because you're all friends and they also love the outdoors. As the three of you are hiking up the edge of a cliff to a beautiful view, you stop and take a break to take in your surroundings. Your significant other, who has been really agitated, confesses to you that he slept with your sibling a week ago. (gasps) Your sibling has their head down, they're sitting a little ways away, but they don't seem shaken. Your significant other apologizes and says that we were drunk and it'll never happen again. 
your sibling does not apologize and walks away quietly, but then slips on a rock. They grab onto your significant other for support, and they both go over the edge of the cliff. (laughs) The fall was far, but not far enough to kill them, but they're both badly hurt and unconscious. You call 911, and while you're waiting in the ER, the doctor comes out and says they're both alive, but they need certain things or they will certainly die. Your sibling needs a blood transfusion, and you're a match. And your significant other needs a kidney transplant, and you are also a match. (laughs) Do you give your blood to your sibling, making yourself too weak to give a kidney to your significant other? Or do you give your significant other your kidney, leaving you unable to donate blood? You can only do one. What do you do in this situation? There's not a third option that I'm going to miss both of them? (laughs) Well, that's the morality test. Is Hmm. being cheated on worth killing somebody over? I didn't kill them. (laughs) (laughs) That was the universe. (laughs) (laughs) That was instant karma. (laughs) Damn. Um, So I'm I'm like, I'm putting myself in this situation. And of course, it's my husband, Bart, and it's my brother, which is really weird. But (laughs) okay. Right? It does. This really is a question that you would would you'd answer differently depending on where you are in your relationship with your significant other <laughs> i kid you not <laughs> but for me like honestly none of that matters like I, like all of that that just got disclosed goes out the window and now i'm looking at my husband and i have a child together i'm i'm going to save the father of my child for the sake of my child if we didn't have a child my brother has 3 kids <sighs> I might save my brother so they don't lose their dad. What if neither you nor your brother had kids? Okay. All right. Let's make it easy. Take kids out of the equation. Okay. Um, and at this point, you have been together. Technically, it's married for several years, but it's just together for several years. Who, who is demented enough to come up with this? <laughs> Someone has a little too much time on their hands. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I started answering. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> I, wow. Um, so neither is really not an option. Yeah, it's an option. It yeah. is an option. It yeah. is an option. Because I feel like they didn't they didn't uh, request my help when they did what they did. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't much want to help anybody right now either. <laughs> um, I don't know. Ugh. All right, I'll answer. I would save my brother one hundred percent because. I don't want to have to deal with the repercussions from my family if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I really uh, don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really close to my brother, so I'm saving my significant other, and it's not even a question. Yeah. And then I'm dumping her as soon as she gets healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably save my sister because I, I think it would be easier to live with myself. Mm-hmm. Even though I would be more disappointed in my sister than I think I would my significant other. Interesting. And Kristen is really struggling with it. But again, she, she like she didn't apologize for sleeping with your significant other. Oh, she, she had, didn't care. I no. forgot about that part. Yeah, she has yeah. no remorse for sleeping with your your spouse. And your significant other has been feeling the guilt for a while because they've been off and agitated. Oh, that actually turned me around. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a family meeting at the hospital with my husband's family and my family, and they're going to decide. <laughs> that Rock, wasn't an option. <laughs> What's that? Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I'm flipping a coin. Yes. Heads, I save my husband. Tails, I save my brother. Really? No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, you got to do the right thing, right? Well, the right thing is saving both of them, but you can't. You can't. I know. <sighs> 
My brother's not going to hear this. I'm saving my husband. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? We're not in Lexington anymore. My brother's not going to hear it. I'm saving my husband. I donate the kidney, hold it over his head for the rest of his life, and then get a blood bank to do the blood transfusion. E- oh. uh, she had more time to chew on yeah. it. I did. I did. And I, I don't think that's actually playing by the rules. I think I'm it's not. drawing it's outside not. the lines. It's not. The Burt Show. All right, let's move on to am I the a-hole? Because is she the a-hole for ditching her friend because she just doesn't like her boyfriend? Mo's got the email. Hi, friends. I love y'all so much. I call y'all my friends. And now I need your advice. I am currently living in Mexico, and seven years ago I moved from Mexico City to a smaller city in northern Mexico. I was super lucky to find a group of mommy friends that were accepting and cool of me and my neurodivergent son. Ne- neurodivergent son? Yeah. Like, so you have neurotypical and neurodivergent, mm-hmm. ADHD or okay. autism, mm-hmm. something like that. Gotcha. One of the friends in this group started dating a guy, and she introduced her daughter to him almost immediately. I personally wouldn't, but that is not my business. Less than a year into their relationship, I want to say eight months, they moved in together. Here's where my problem starts. She moved out of the house. She shared with her partner four months later. At a gathering we had, she was telling us why and started bawling because she said he told her he doesn't really feel comfortable with her daughter and basically he doesn't like her. Uh. She didn't say why, but she would lose sleep thinking he would kick her out of the house because of how her daughter acts. To be fair, her daughter does have behavioral issues due to the fact that she has experienced a tremendous amount of loss in her short life. Now, I want to unfriend her because she got back with this dude. He was clearly expressed he doesn't like her daughter, and I know the little girl knows he doesn't like her. Mm. I cannot get over how this will affect this little girl, and now I cannot stand the guy. Mm. Also, everything my friend does is starting to annoy me. (laughs) I don't want it to come across that she needs to date who I say, but I cannot get past seeing her cry and express all that's said about her child and pretend that I am cool with this guy. Mm-hmm. So am I the a-hole? Thanks for your wise words. Yeah, you got to be really careful who you're sharing info with, man, because it can't help but uh, affect how they're going to look at your significant other for sure, right? I have um, multiple friends with neurodivergent kids, and they they love their children, and they they only look at their children as blessings, as they should. But it can be it can be a difficult road. I mean, there are struggles and there are hurdles and it can it can be really hard. And it can also be really lonely, especially if you're a single parent, which one of my friends is. So because I have this background information and I know this when I'm when I'm looking at this story, um, I think she really needs a friend right now. Okay, I'm not saying you hang out with this dude. And if she talks about him, I say you shut that down. Be like, listen, I want to be your friend. I want to be here for you and for your kid. I, I, I don't like this guy. I don't like the fact that he doesn't like your kid. I don't think you should be with him, but I'm going to support you. But I can't, I can't hear about him. I think if you establish those boundaries and be like, I'm, I'm going to respect, I, I'm going to respect you and your decisions. I Hopefully you can respect my decisions, um, but I don't want to abandon you in your hour of need. That's what it feels like to me. How about y'all? Yeah, I completely agree. You can't abandon your friend at this time. And I get it. And this is coming from like a much different scenario. But like I, when my friends are dating stupid dudes, I don't want to talk to them either. But you you can't abandon her when she's a, a single mom. She's got, she has 
she doesn't have the support system that most moms have if they have a partner or maybe if they have family in their life. And even though this guy sucks, I don't think it should affect your relationship. Um, I mean, this could be temporary. I mean, she might be able to finally get out of this relationship, hopefully in the near future. But if she doesn't, um, you got to be there for her to walk her through that decision. And I think she'll really appreciate that looking back. My uh, opinion on this has changed as I've gotten older. When I was younger, I felt as if when my friends were in this situation, if I actually pretended or I guess to like the person then I felt like I was enabling it if I supported it but as I've gotten older I realized you're not necessarily supporting the person you're supporting your friend so I feel like you can express uh, your concerns I don't think there's anything wrong with that but that's something I would do once and then once that's out the way from that point on there will be nothing left for me to do but try to support as best way as I can because mm-hmm. I feel like she needs that yeah this is going to be a boring segment because I think we're all on the same page I mean Look, a friend is a friend. If it's a really good friend, you got to be there for crap like this, right? I do think Kristen is right that at some point or another, you're allowed to put up that boundary and go, I'm getting so frustrated here. If you and I are going to be friends here because you're not taking my advice and I just can't be a sounding board anymore. Mm -hmm. You're driving me crazy and you're not doing anything about it. So I'm here for you, but we got to put up a boundary around this conversation. I think that's the only way to do it. And I don't think you're an a-hole. I mean, nobody wants toxicity in their life. I get that. Um, I do feel like your friend's in a very unique situation with the cards she's been dealt. And I think be supportive. Now, if it goes too far, like if it gets super, super toxic, then I, I do not begrudge you for like bowing out of the friendship. At a certain point, you you should only be able to withstand so much. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Instinct just dropped a clip of their first song together since 2002. It's going to be so good. It's going to be in the new Trolls movie called Band Together. So it's not a total surprise. This was kind of the rumor that's going around. But I think people are finally relieved to find out that NSYNC is actually doing something since they went to the VMAs and did absolutely nothing except Hmm. for stand there and look good. I think that um, clip you played was from the trailer so you could hear some sound effects in there also. There's there's some cleaner versions. It's a bop. I mean, it feels like Trolls. Yeah, so Cassie (laughs) and I were, of course just delving into the NSYNC world and listening to the clip. We listened to the clip that they shared a couple of times. Um, it's trolls-like. Yeah. It is. You have to remember it's for a kids movie. Uh-huh. Um, so the lyrics are a little lacking. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. You're excited. <laughs> it's NSYNC. Are they known for their lyrics? Yes, they have some excellent <laughs> lyrics. Oh, my God. Well, well, JC is known for his lyrics. The rest, not so Yeah, much. exactly. Would you be my girlfriend? I'll treat you good. Oh, my God. Best How long, ever. How long did it take him to write, bye, 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 bye? Ain't no lie, baby. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Listen, it's giving Britney Spears ooh la la for the Smurfs movie a little bit, but I think it's a grower because yesterday I was like, meh, and today I'm like bopping along with yeah. it. My issue is it sounds like Justin Timberlake's song for the Trolls movie with backing vocals. Yes. So, mm. JC better have a solo. I want <laughs> to hear more future features. I'm going to count on it. They were all in studio together. I watched a little clip. <laughs> Justin is posting so much content on TikTok, by he the is. way. Like, if you are an instinct fan, you need to get TikTok so you can watch his clips. They were all in studio for a long time working on this. I am having faith. <laughs> I'm having faith. It has led me astray before, but this time... This time we will get. We're gonna get a tour. You, you guys have seen the Trolls movie? No. Movies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're kid movies and they're like musicals, and this fits right in. I mean, it's not gonna be anything extraordinary, but I bet you it's a hit. Oh yeah, like uh-huh. well, can't stop the feeling. Everybody uh-huh. loved that awful, god awful song. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god, it's like nails on a chalkboard. I hate it. It's like fake happy. That's exactly what it is. And I'm getting the vibes from this one, and I'm trying to remember that children are happy little beings, and they haven't been jaded by the world yet. Yeah, break them, Cassie. Break them now. Let's tap dancing on my last nerve. Yo, I know you're in your villain era. Yeah, dial it back. I got bangs, and now I'm a villain, and I hate everything. (laughs) Do you think JC will have a little meow meow solo in the song? Since he did the Meow Mix, I'll take any solo from JC, <laughs> even if it's about Meow Mix. Okay, I do not know why this is not the biggest entertainment story of all time. I feel like I'm the only person invested in this story because it is insane to of me. Of all time. Of, uh, this, this is cuckoo bananas to me. I read this and I was like, I cannot believe this is reality. So about a month ago, there was this former NFL star that was in the news. I think it was on people.com. He was in the news because his wife and her lover had just gotten arrested in the Bahamas for plotting a murder against him via WhatsApp. They're currently in jail right now. How did I miss this? Right. I must have been on vacation, man. WhatsApp what? to plan the murder? I literally sent this story you guys and I was like why are we not talking about this but I was like maybe I'm the only person that finds this fascinating so anyway that was back in July back in um that you know it was like a month or so ago and I had forgotten about it because obviously like they probably got to do some court stuff and yeah. figure out like oh is she really trying to kill him that's freaky he used to play for the Falcons and the Auburn Tigers who's this dude oh. his name is Robert Shiver Robert Shiver? Oh, must have been on the practice squad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he was some major Falcon star, but I think he was a pretty big deal for the Tigers. And his wife is like this ex-beauty queen. It's it's insane to me. So anyway, that's all going on. Cut to yesterday. I'm on people.com. Apparently, he's dating reality star Savannah Chrisley from Chrisley Knows Best. Really? Is, it, is this not the weirdest plot twist? Okay, wait a second. So he was the one that was plotting the murder? No, no. his wife was plotting oh, his murder. Okay, that's not his fault. In the, <laughs> I feel vulnerable for the guy. In the Bahamas, <laughs> at their shared home. I don't know why I'm the only person that thinks this is insane to me. It is insane. And his wife it, was plotting the murder with who? With her lover. Wow. Allegedly. Allegedly her lover. To kill him in the in the Bahamas on WhatsApp. No, they were they were the, they found the evidence. Follow the story. They the found wife and the lover were in the Bahamas and they were communicating via WhatsApp with somebody else to murder Got her it. husband. Uh, okay. And obviously they failed because he has now moved on and he's dating someone else. Yes, Savannah Chrisley from Chrisley Knows Best, whose parents are also Did in prison. Did they not so. know about divorce? Like, you don't have to kill a spouse to get out of a relationship. Dude, then we always have half the show is on ID. That we're <laughs> right. on yeah. What is Kristen going to watch all day? Right? <laughs> yeah. Take one for the team, people. Okay. <laughs> Drew Barrymore's stalker's got his eye on another actress. I'll fill you in on this scary situation on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Reality is just so disappointing sometimes. Like when you're watching a movie, you're really enjoying, then you find out what you're watching here. Not entirely accurate. So I have learned to realize that when you watch a film, you watch a movie and it says based on true events or, you know, based on, um, based on any, any mon- like monocule of, of truth, right? Yeah. That, I mean, they can take a tremendous leap of faith in when they say that. Yes. They can really just completely redo what happened in real life just to get to the outcome. So that molecule of truth they just took has been like completely exploited. And what I've learned and I'm here to highly disappoint all of you this morning, is that these stories that we have watched that we thought were true, maybe 1% of it was. Like what? So, for instance, 
I have to wait because I am currently waiting on a text from my husband because he told me something about the movie that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon did about Nike signing Michael Jordan. I love that movie Great. so much. It's a fun. I love the movie Don't too. You mess it up. It's not too late for you to turn this back. Yeah. <laughs> no. You don't have to do this. I know. Don't right? you tell me that there's like no player named Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Mike wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't see his face the whole movie. That's true. That's true. Um, but there was something. My husband was listening to a podcast and told me something about that movie that crushed me. Because I'm like, for me, that one scene made the movie. However, doing my due diligence, I did research and I found elsewhere on the internet that that was in fact true that Michael Jordan's mom negotiated the deal mm. with Nike, got him the 5% from the shoe sales that made him the richest athlete and the highest paid athlete. Mm. Yeah, so the way the story is portrayed in the movie is that, um, yeah, Nike came to him, but mom was really the first line of defense saying, you want yeah. my dude, he's going to change the game. I don't know if you know this or not, but my kid's going to change the game. So she negotiated all these deals. Nike came to like their small little home in North Carolina and sat her down. And she was a badass, yeah, according to the movie. And my husband said he was listening to a podcast and they said, because Michael Jordan wanted Viola Davis to play his mother, that they had to give her like a more substantial role. So they made that part of the movie up where she negotiated no. that percentage for the shoe. And I'm like, no way. No. Absolutely not. However, according to this website, that part was true. And she did negotiate that that percentage that made him. So now I have conflicting information. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to table that until I can get down to the bottom of it. Okay. okay. Now, did anybody in here see The Pursuit of Happiness? Uh, with, yes. With Will Smith? Will Smith. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's about a struggling salesman who takes custody of his son, endures hardships and struggles, but is ultimately able to give himself and his son the life they deserve. Great story. Touching story. Unfortunately, a good majority of it is actually false. <gasps> no. The main discrepancy between the real story and the film version is that in real life, Will Gardner, Gardner wasn't actually a nice guy. He wasn't concerned where his son was when he was looking for a job. His son wasn't born from his wife, but his mistress. And worst of all, he allegedly beat his wife on more than one occasion. What? Well, that changes things. <laughs> The pursuit of anger. I know, right? <laughs> Damn. Wow. Are you ready for me to ruin Rudy for you? N no chance. <laughs> Don't tell me that there wasn't a sack of a quarterback or something when he came in. Rudy is an uplifting film about a young man who overcomes numerous obstacles in order to fulfill his dream and play football at Notre Dame. In the film, the coach at Notre Dame does everything he can to stop Rudy from playing football. But in real life, the coach was actually a pretty awesome guy. He was even the one who convinced Rudy to play in the final game. To top it all off, nobody was really that inspired when Rudy finally got to play football really? at Notre Dame. So there wasn't like that slow clap to like bring him on in? It was actually Rudy himself who ended up pitching his story to studios for 10 years before it was made into a movie. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I've heard uh, Joe Montana, who played for Notre Dame, he, he has constantly said that that movie is... <laughs> A farce. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Unbelievable. But I'm not. I know, right? On a Friday, you're doing this. I know, right? So, you, did you watch the movie Rush, right? About the two race car drivers? Was that oh, Sienna and uh, Chris uh, Hemsworth? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. So the two main characters really were racing rivals, as they are in the movie. Mm -hmm. But in real life, they were friends outside of the sport and even lived together. Oh, really? Plus, 
plus one of the big races, they can they compete in the movie in real life. One of them crashed and the other didn't even attend. Uh, okay, oh. because they portrayed them as two guys that just absolutely hated each other and they were totally different personalities, huh? No, they were friends and they lived together. Huh. <laughs> that changes things. <laughs> All right, remember the movie Captain Phillips? I'm the captain now. Yes. So many of Phillips' real-life crew members say the captain was actually irresponsible, sailed too close to the Somali coast despite being warned about pirates and even laughed at one warning that a pirate boat was headed toward them. Is that right? <laughs> wow. Really? That just changed the complex of things. Uh-huh. I've heard this about the old movie Cool Runnings also. No. Yes. That's my movie. Yes. This Seriously? is like the Jamaican bobsledding team oh, from yeah. way back in the day. Yes. So they're portrayed as these four guys that just come together they're picked out, right? Well, they were like in the Jamaican army and they were like elite athletes, okay? <laughs> they don't portray that in the movie. And the second thing is that... Um, in the movie, they portray them like going to the Olympics and everybody there hates them because they're outsiders. Everybody loved these guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right from the start. Wow. All right, and then uh, lastly, so I think a majority of us have seen the movie Braveheart, right? Yeah. Don't you do it. Don't I you mean, do and, and it. And William Wallace was a, is a real character. He's a real person. So Holly took, Hollywood took a lot of creative embellishments. Um, first of all, Prime Noctis. That law where um, they get to sleep with your wife before you do. Remember, like, the lords or whatever? That's what started this whole thing. That's why he got married off in secret, so she didn't, like, have to, like, sleep with mm-hmm. somebody noble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that didn't even exist. That wasn't even... That wasn't even a law? No. What? Somebody mm-hmm. just made that up. Yep. <laughs> Kilt, they were, they're all wearing kilts. Kilts weren't even worn in the 13th century. And, um... Yeah, so. Were they wearing Speedos back in the day? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Another fun fact about that movie, uh, William Wallace was a ghost the whole time. (laughs) Right. He saw dead people. I think you're getting a couple of movies mixed up. (laughs) (laughs) So, you're welcome. Nothing's real. Thank you for ruining our Friday. Appreciate you. My pleasure. The Burt Show. All right, so if you got something going on in your life, you're all stressed out about it, you want help from The Burt Show, our Burt Show fam, we got a lot of smart people listening here. Email us at theburtshow.com. She's a little turned off here. A little turned off because she was all excited that she was about to move in with her boyfriend, except this dude is like, yeah, we can move in together. I, I just don't want to sleep in the same room, and that's kind of a bummer for her. I could really use some outside perspectives on this matter. My boyfriend and I have recently made the decision to move in together, which is exciting. But we've hit a bit of an issue in our apartment search. Money is tight for us right now. So naturally, I've been looking for a one-bedroom apartment that suits our needs. However, my boyfriend surprised me by insisting that we rent a two-bedroom apartment instead. Now this has left me confused and even a little concerned. We don't have guests over often, and when we do, they could easily crash on the couch or in the living room. I couldn't understand why we needed that extra bedroom. When I questioned this choice, he said that it's not about having a guest room, but rather about each of us having our own separate bedrooms. When I asked him about it, he explained that he wants his own space with his own furniture and personal belongings. He mentioned that sometimes he prefers sleeping alone too, even though we've always slept in the same bed when we've stayed over at each other's places. I'm trying to wrap my head around this, but I can't help but wonder if this is a bit odd or potentially a red flag. It's making me feel a little uneasy about our move-in plans. Having separate bedrooms seems counterintuitive to that idea. 
I want to respect his feelings and need for space, but I also want to make sure we're on the same page about what living together means for our relationship. Mm. Is this a common arrangement for couples moving in together? Am I overthinking this? Or should I be genuinely concerned about what this might mean for our future? If I'm right for feeling this way, I'd like to put my foot down and refuse a two-bedroom place before mm. it's too late and we are locked into a lease. Early Birchow listeners, you want in on this? one 855 Here's the thing about relationships. Um, if they're comfortable for you, it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. It doesn't matter what else, like what's normal. I mean, again, I think that here we are. Um, when you look at relationships and you look at marriages and you look at the success rate or the lack of success rate, and I think we just keep doing the same things over and over and over again. So inevitably... Are you really uncomfortable with this idea because it's just not what everybody else does? Or do you really want them in that room with you every single night? I mean, I, I think that's a question you just got to ask yourself. Yeah. So um, I, I don't begrudge her for feeling a certain way. I, my feelings would be hurt, too, if my boyfriend told me this. But now that I'm older and sometimes wiser, um, I would take a step back. I don't think this has anything to do with her. I think this has everything to do with him, right? So I think she's taking something that's about him and making it about her. So I'm I'm more not about what the person does, but why the person chooses to do what they do. And he's he's explained it. So I think you take it if you love him and you trust him. I think you take it for face value and you respect that this is something he needs. But it's it's of it has no bearing on how much he cares about you or loves you. This is just a preference of his. Some people could see it as a red flag. Personally, I think this is just his preference. I get where she's coming from, but yeah, I think she's overthinking it for sure. I, I think Kristen nailed it. I think it's this is about him. This is what he needs, and she's making it about her. No, it's not common, obviously, but it it whatever works for you in your relationship works for you. I have an uncle who is married and he has his own room, his own space, and they don't always sleep in the same bed. And she didn't like it at first, but now I think she likes it a little more than him, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but I think you have to make sacrifices sometime in a relationship when you want to be with someone. And if this is his thing, I think you should just let him have it. Yeah, I don't blame her for being insecure at no, all. I don't Because I, I think girls, sometimes we get in our own head a little bit. Like, what do you mean I'm not the center of your universe? Like, you want your own space? You want yeah. your own couch? I don't get it. But from what I've gathered from our conversations that we've had on air about what it means for a guy when you move in together. Because for me, I'm like, you get me around all the time. Why wouldn't you want that? Um, Mo, I, I think, think you just answered your own well, question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like, you know, I'm like around all the time. But what you said something a couple of weeks ago where I was like, I don't understand why men wouldn't want like a live-in girlfriend. And you said, well, it feels like an infringement on my freedom. It feels like, you know, I don't have that kind of autonomy anymore. So it makes a lot of sense that maybe he's really freaking out about moving in and, and losing that freedom and wanting to cling on to any semblance of that. And a second bedroom is just, I think, the physical manifestation of that. Okay, so I'm going to say this is like more of a foundational problem for the relationship, right? I think when you engage in a relationship with somebody that's going to be long-term, you just have to accept them for who they are. Uh -huh. And when they start changing for you, that's when the cracks in the foundation happen. So I don't know that this is a good match, but this is he's telling you, this is who I am. This is and what, what I need. And what I need. And if it doesn't match up with what you need, in the long run, this is just a symptom of what could be way worse in the long run. Well, thanks, Silver Lining. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <All right. laughs> hey, Shelby, good morning. You're part of the Bird Show. Hi. Hi, good morning. Good morning. So I was saying that I've been with my boyfriend for seven years, and we actually lived together for two of those years. And, like, I do want to cuddle. I want to do all the, like, couple snuggling stuff. 
But then sometimes I'm like, oh, I just want to, like, stretch out in my own bed and just have my own space where I can do, do all the things and decorate and just be by myself. But, like, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. So just have the one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what makes you get it. Just forget about tradition. But like Abby said, if this is what you want and this is what he wants, that ain't going to work. Yeah, for me, I'd be upset uh-huh. mainly for like a money standpoint. Like think about all the money we could be saving because like, oh, my God, two bedrooms are double what a one bedroom <laughs> is. You could be saving that money for like a house for us in the future, a vacation, but you got to give him a space. If you listen to The Burt Show, you know we call romantic alone time piano playing. And if you want to get a little bit better at playing your music sheet between the sheets, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping and rush processing. And that's not all. When you select your one item, you'll also get a free kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. The kit includes six free movies for your viewing pleasure, and Adam and Eve wants to make your life easy. They've got discreet shipping as your privacy is a priority, plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your piano playing room. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item, something adventurous, or something you've always desired. Just enter code Abby, A-B-B-Y, at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y, at adamneve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount at adamandeve.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? If I ever find myself with more time, I end up getting so stuck on what I should be doing versus what I want to be doing that I end up wasting the entire hour. So what if you could use that hour to actually improve yourself and improve your life so that the next time you have a free hour, you actually know what's a priority for you. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Whether you need to talk through the guilt of taking time for yourself or learning how to set boundaries with people in your life who take and take, therapy can give you the tools to lead a richer life where you're, well, in control and happier. Therapy isn't just for major trauma. It's for the everyday problems that can be tough to navigate too. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. There's no shame in finding someone to vent to about the issues going on in your life. Plus, BetterHelp is entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Show. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The Burt Show. So everything's going great in their relationship up until uh, he steals about $10,000 from her, and that's where the story begins. Oh, God. Yeah, my family friend found out her ex was breaking up with her when she came home and one day saw that he'd ran off with her dog, her <gasps> car, and $10,000. Wow. Yeah. So right, Wait, wait, let's put these in. Let's rank these. Which, hurt, which hurts more? The dog. The dog. The dog. That's what she said, too. She's like, I could care less about the money. And then the car. The and then the money. What kind of car? It was. <laughs> That's I think, a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I think it was like a Subaru Outback. 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah ten thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't like an Aston Martin or anything. <laughs> so if there's one thing my family's gonna do is we're gonna gossip, and I have. <laughs> when it comes to family, friends, and stuff, I feel like they're ongoing storylines in my life. Like I'll come home and I'm like, Mom, what's going on with this girl? Like what's going on with her boyfriend? And she'll give me the tea on her friend's daughter and people that I grew up with. And so this is the perfect case of that. So I grew up with this girl. We we. We weren't ever like friends, but we knew of each other. She had a sister my age and my mom is really close friends with um, one of her guardians. So I'm coming home and she was like, hey, remember, um, you know, uh, Jill, she's been dating that guy for two years. Well, actually, um, they had to run off to <laughs> they had to run off to Oregon because her boyfriend, he like took off with all this money and her car and her dog. And that's where they are right now. I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> so he fled to Oregon? He fled to, it was Oregon or one of those, uh, one of those states on the other side of the country. <laughs> 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 Could have been, been, been Washington. Could have been Wyoming. We're going to so lump he, them all together. Somewhere in the Pacific Northeast. Yeah. And I come home like a, a week later, you know, the next semester from college. And I'm like, hey, you never really gave me an ending to that story. What happened? And she goes, oh, well, they broke up. And I was like, no, no, that's not good enough. So I never really got the full story as to what happened. So I called her up for my podcast. And I was like, I, I really want you to tell me the full details of what happened. And for those that don't know, Abby has a podcast called The Breakup Breakdown, which is all about these dramatic stories of breaking up, which is on the Pioneer Network, which I don't have to say that legally. Yes. And so she gets on the podcast with me and she said, yeah, it was pretty normal. We were living together. They'd been together for two years at this point. And one day she had to go in for training for work. As for context, she normally worked from home. She had a remote job and he had just started this this other job that he had to leave occasionally for. So she, he was like, you know what? I'm going to drop this dog off at doggy daycare. It'll be fine. And then things will go back to normal the next day. So she goes off to her job training. She's doing her thing. She thinks everything at home is fine. She's thinking that her dog is off at doggy daycare. And so she's thinking, you know, I really miss my dog. I'd actually like to see my dog right now. I'm going to go to the monitor online because sometimes you can watch mm -hmm. your dog at doggy daycare if they're mm -hmm. you know, doing their thing. And so she looks at the monitor and she goes, hmm, little Sparky's not on the monitor. I wonder, what, uh, wonder what's going on. So she calls up the doggy daycare place and she says, hey, I'm kind of concerned. I don't see Sparky. I normally see him running around with the other dogs. And the front office person goes, well, Sparky was never dropped off. And she goes, what do you mean? She goes, well, you know, we know your boyfriend. Sparky is not here. Your boyfriend didn't drop him off here. Maybe it was another doggy daycare place. She goes, ah, <laughs> Taylor wouldn't do that. And so she immediately leaves job training. She goes home. She's freaking out. And when she gets there, she sees that the car that they shared and co-signed in their driveway, gone. TV, gone. A bunch of his stuff, gone. The dog, gone. And then she says, I don't know why, but I wanted to check my bank account. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Because they no. Ha also shared a credit card. <gasps> Looks at her bank account, $10,000, gone. <sighs> so she calls up the dude and she says, hey, what's going on? Any answer? Any answer. Wow. <laughs> now would be a good time to ghost. Now would be a good time to ghost. <laughs> this is the only time. time. Right. Yes. If we're going to endorse ghosting, this is the time. <laughs> so he answers the call and this, this, this fool, he says, oh, I just needed a break. What? And you got to take the TV on with you on this break? <laughs> I was like, that's one hell of a break, buddy. So she's freaking out. She plots this plan with her guardian and her uncle, who's a private investigator. And she basically had to pretend to still be in love with this guy so he wouldn't get suspicious when she flew out to Wyoming or whatever state she went to. I don't know. <laughs> one of those. California, Hawaii. And, <laughs> so, <laughs> 
And so she ends up plotting this whole scheme to where she's like, you know what? I'm going to show up. I'm going to pretend like we're still in love. We'll go to a restaurant and then at, we'll, we'll get the dog cornered somewhere outside to where the private investigator can, can zoom by, Jesus. get the car and run. So they fly off to Fiji and or Hawaii, wherever they are. <laughs> and they, and she, she sees him, she kisses him, she acts like everything is fine. And then she says, you know, I'm really hungry. We'd love to go out to lunch somewhere. So they go out to lunch. It's February. It is freezing. That's why I mentioned Oregon because it was a very cold state. It is freezing outside. They're sitting on the patio. They've got the dog. They've got the boyfriend. And she convinces him to go inside at some point. She's, she's, can you go inside? Can you, um, you know, check with the waiter? I need this, I need a new Coke Zero or something like that. So he goes inside. <laughs> and meanwhile, she has stolen his keys or her keys, but from like his pocket or whatever, or she, he gave them to her at some point. The private investigator is sitting in the parking lot, ready to go. As he's walking inside, she grabs the keys, grabs the dog, runs off. And gets into the Subaru Outback with her guardian. They hop in this car and zoom off. Now, he's the, the boyfriend is all, like, noticed. He's, he sees what's happening. Yeah, he's sure. running after the car, and he calls her. And she said, ha, 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 I'm running off. I got the car and the dog loser. And he goes, well, that's really funny because check the center console. So she opens up the center console, and there's hella drugs in there. <gasps> oh, what the heck? Hella drugs. So now she's freaking out because she's speeding down the road. She's thinking she's going to get pulled over with all of these the substances in the in the center console. So she pulls over to a 7-Eleven and dumps them in a trash can. Some person had a field day, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> found that. But she runs off. The private investigator's following them. He ends up making a bunch of other like loose threats. But long story short, she got the dog back and now she's fine. And, and the Subaru Whoa. Outback. And the Subaru Outback. Wow. So, Damn. I know. It's a real life. Real yeah. life. This kind of drama happens. <laughs> in real life, man. It's crazy. And I, I mean, this is just a normal person. These aren't like crazy randoms. No, she's... they're not normal people. <laughs> I mean, Do not very... set the tone that these are normal people. <laughs> objectively pretty normal. But if you want to listen to it, season two, episode one of my podcast, Break It Breakdown. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. The man who was previously arrested for stalking Drew Barrymore has been busted. Again, for allegedly forcing his way into a dressing room for a little look-see at Emma Watson. So this guy, his name is Chad Michael Busto. We talked about him like a month ago because Drew Barrymore was doing the speaking event with Renee Rapp. And in the middle of it, Chad like storms the stage and is like, hey, I need to talk to you. And turns out he's been stalking Drew. He was spotted outside her home in the Hamptons. He was knocking on doors looking for her. So now... This guy's a little fickle because he's moved on to Emma Watson. So TMZ reported that he supposedly snuck into New York Fashion Week and began yelling at models and makeup artists saying, I want to marry Emma Watson. Let me speak to Emma Watson. How, Let is, me he, how is he getting into these places? Mm -hmm. Brute force. I guess, you know, when when there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Yeah. Just look apparently. like you belong there and people just let you in. It happens a lot. Well, apparently uh -huh. it was by force because, I mean, he just, just barged into this event and is asking for Emma Watson, which is so weird because I don't even think she was at Fashion Week. Last time I saw her in the news, <laughs> she was at the U.S. Open. And there's been a new trend. So you know how lately, like, fans have been throwing stuff on stage at artists and hitting them, where there's a new trend that I've noticed, and it's happened multiple times at the fashion shows because, like, New York Fashion Week and... Uh, other fashion weeks um, in Europe are happening right now. Um, people are um, 
storm, not, I wouldn't say stor- storming the runway, but are sneaking on the runway and walking down in ridiculous outfits, trying to see if people even notice that they don't belong. <laughs> this is the thing. If you just pretend like you belong. There was a dude with a plastic bag and a shower cap and flip flops on, and he, he started walking down a runway, and they tackled him and, and took him out. But yeah, multiple shows. <laughs> have been sabotaged by people sneaking onto the runway. You remember that story in the pictures I showed you from years ago when I just snuck into the Miami Heat locker room right after they won the NBA championship and nobody nobody stopped me. And there I am taking pictures with Dwayne Wade in the NBA trophy. I didn't belong in there. I just looked like I belong in there. Hopefully people don't crash our fashion show on Thursday because that would make me really nervous. (laughs) My fashion debut. But anyway, event management contacted the police. Apparently he was detained and and um, it's still, nobody knows whether or not Emma was actually there or not. I think he was just looking for any famous looking event. But he is now being charged with two counts of disorderly conduct and two counts of trespassing. So hopefully they, they get rid of this guy because yeah. he's starting to scare me a little bit. Okay, this is the funniest audio I have heard in the longest time. So Sierra was getting interviewed by the Shade Room and they asked her, <laughs> you know where this is going? I do. They asked her how co-parenting is going with Future and she she had no words. Literally not a word. Not a word. So I'm guessing it's not going well. No, that, that says everything. And I, I hate the fact that this man's name is Future. His son's name is Future and he doesn't care about his kid's future. It just <laughs> makes zero sense. Now, isn't he, did I read this yesterday also that he's been like uh, in lyrics, like ripping on her husband? Russell yeah. Wilson. Yeah, he goes there because Russell stepped in as a stepdad and, and everybody talks about how great Russell is with the kids. And he is. He's always taking them to his games, playing football with them. So instead of future embracing the fact that he does have a, a positive male influence in his life, he actually hates it. Instead of being there for his kid, he'd rather take shots at Russell for doing what he should be doing. You would think it would up future's game to be the best dad possible right. because the kid now has such an awesome stepdad. But no, that's not the case. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Not if you don't care. Not yet. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <the thing. laughs> yeah, so it was just 15 seconds of laughter, and I thought that said it all. Okay, you can now book an entire theater to watch Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour for less than what I paid to see her in concert in Chicago. So now Cinemark is offering private Swifty parties where you can book out an entire film for the mere price of $800, not including concessions. So if you want to get 40 of your closest Swifty friends, you can now book an entire theater to see her. Why don't we do that for our listeners? We should. We talked about it. It was actually yeah. Cassie presented the idea. 800 bucks? Well, no, this was this before a, that yeah. came out, but... But I said we should rent out a whole theater of like Swift, for all our Swifty listeners oh. and watch it together. Uh, we're going to start looking into that today. I know. I think it'd be so great. And I got to be honest, I got to warn you, if you are really looking forward to going to see a certain movie after October 13th, which is when the Eras tour comes out, um, go before or go after, because all you're going to hear in the theater next to you is, misbelieve it still, bitches. <laughs> like we are going to be making an absolute ruckus, and um, I want to apologize in advance. Mo, how much would it cost for you to host that? <laughs> Not too much. <laughs> too much. What if we got you in an outfit too? Then how much? Still too much. <laughs> Everyone wants to know: Will NSYNC go on tour in 2024? I'll tell you what the rumors are saying on your next eBuzz on the Bird Show. The Bird Show playing a dangerous game here this weekend. A real dangerous game this weekend. Carrie, why, why, why? There has got to be some common sense here on why you would risk one of your best friend's marriage before she's even married. She's not doing it. The maid of honor is doing it. She thinks she's, she's, she wants to intervene and tell oh, the maid of honor not to do it. Okay, I thought you were the one planning this thing. No, that idiot wouldn't call us up. <laughs> <laughs> Give us all the details here, Carrie. 
So I'm going on a bachelorette weekend trip with my, like, the whole bridal party. So I'm not friends with the bride, but, I mean, sorry, let me start over. <laughs> um, I'm going on a bachelorette weekend trip this weekend, but, so I'm really close friends with the bride, but I'm not actually in the bridal party. Okay. And there's about 15 girls going, so um, only a few are actually in the actual bridal party, but we kind of just decided to make it like a big thing. And that's typical. So, lots, lots of women yeah. do that. Yeah. So, well, in this big group text without the bride, there was a discussion about a big surprise. And, you know, after a few minutes of the banter, I was kind of able to figure out what the surprise was. And it, it seemed that most, like, everyone knew but apparently the maid of honor and the bridesmaids are surprising the bride with someone I think is completely inappropriate. That's a dramatic pause. That is a very dramatic dramatic pause. (laughs) Bring the heat. I'm just, I'm just so shocked. Honestly, they, they invited an ex-boyfriend of the bride for just one last thing when she isn't even married yet. Like, I think this is so wrong. So do you know, none of these questions even matter. Um, Do you know the history between the ex and the woman that's getting married? Do they still, none of the questions even make any sense. uh, I mean, in in whose mind would this be a good idea? I have no idea. I I don't think so. I mean, I, like, I know she's not actually married yet, but they've had, like, this ongoing thing for years. And, like... I'm sure they would have actually gotten married, but they're just like, they've been kind of like, you know, hookup buddies for on and off for a long time. Like recently? Like after she was engaged, they're still hooking up? No, this before, but like when she got engaged, it kind of slowed down. Well, that's good. That's good to have slowed down. (laughs) Slowed down down a little bit. It's just like once a week after that. That sounds healthy. Okay, that's Mm -hmm. good. All right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that my the, my friend, the bride, is going to be super upset. Like, she she definitely cut all the ties off once she started really seeing the groom. Um, and when they got engaged, like, definitely, like, really stopped talking to them. So, like, should I intervene, find well, a way to well, stop So you're it? not saying she cheated on the groom. You're just saying that she had maintained communication with this ex. They had been on and off. She starts yeah. seeing her now fiancé, and the two of them, you know her and the ex were communicating, then she gets engaged, and then she finally just, like, cuts off communication with the ex altogether. Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. Okay. I, mean, it was, I got a, I got a lot of... how it should be, you know? Like, once you get engaged, it's, you know, cut ties. I've got a lot of questions here. Um, this, is the mo- this is one of the most idiotic uh, suggestions I've ever heard on The Burt Show. Are you and surprised? we've been doing this for a long time. Are you surprised it's a bachelorette party that's doing it and not a bachelor party? Um... No, uh, both would be completely and totally inappropriate, except if the maid of honor knew something about this relationship that the rest of you guys don't know. Like she really wants to marry the ex? Or they have been hooking up. Like if this would be completely inappropriate, would the maid of honor even be have this as an idea for the bride? Yeah, maybe, like, do you think she, like, doesn't like the groom? Like, I think... I don't think that's it. I I am just wondering if they have this relationship that the maid of honor knows about that the rest of you guys don't, that this somehow, some way would make the bride happy and giving her her one last fling that she knows that she wants. 
With a, do you know what, I'm, she, say, what she, I'm trying she, to say? Like, she knows she wants it, but she also won't ask for it because of the position she's right? in. So she's sacrificing for her friend, like, basically. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to put myself in this role. Like, so, Mo, if you are getting married, right, and I'm at the bachelor party, and I know that you're committed to your fiancé, in no way, shape, or form would I ever suggest this for you. Even if you... We're still into your ex. I wouldn't suggest this for you. So I'm wondering if the bridesmaid knows about some side relationship that's going on where the future bride here will actually be kind of excited about it. I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. exactly this makes no saying. sense. Right. It, yeah, you're, you're trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense. And Carrie, has anybody else who's attending the bachelorette party, have you communicated with anybody? Is anybody on the same page as you that this is highly inappropriate? I mean, they all just... They all wanted to get crazy strippers and stuff. So I think they're just a bunch of wild girls, honestly. So, um, And you don't feel comfortable enough in the group text being like, does anybody else think that this might not be a, a wise decision? This kind of toxicity. Yeah, I don't know whether I should like go along with it or do I keep like my mouth shut and back out of the trip? Oh, girl, go along with it. Do it. Go. Yeah, this kind of like bad attitude and toxicity is just going to spread through the entire weekend like kudzu anyway. So if not everybody's into it, it it's just going to ruin the entire weekend. Oh. I think I would send I a text, know though. how I'm going to bring it up. I probably I... would at least say once, like, does anybody else think this is a bad Ooh. idea? At least to clear my and you know, I wouldn't do it in the group text. Yeah. I would send it straight to the maid of honor or whoever you feel like she has the, because sometimes the maid of honor isn't who they actually have the best relationship with. Sometimes it's like family or like maybe they were the maid of honor. Send it to whoever she hangs out with the most, whoever she has like the closest bond with, because I think she'll give you the real tea as to what's going on. This is so infuriating. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Sam. You're part of the Burt Show. Hi. Morning, everybody. Um, so I was thinking, what if it's that the maid of honor is hooking up with the groom and is purposely trying to break up the wedding and set the bride up? Yeah, there's something going on here we there's don't know about. So many different scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? There, there's another angle of this also that, so let's say the bride here has no idea this is happening. X shows up. This is pretty defining for her. She decides to go in and hook up with the X. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, this should be a no-brainer. Like, no, absolutely not. This is a ridiculous idea, and I would probably lose this maid of honor as a, as a friend if she thought this was a good idea. But if she goes for it, I mean, that's a sure sign she's not ready to get married anyway. There's, 100%. <laughs> it's such a mess. It's a mess. It's such no way to make sense of this. What a mess. Care, I, I, look, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm not even going to this thing. Oh, I'm going. Oh, oh I'm going. Oh, and I'm, exactly. and I'm bringing my camera. Uh-huh. Really? You're not going? I mean, yeah, I'm not even going for this. I was thinking about it, but honestly, like, I am a little bit here for the tea. Yeah. So. It's like when you're watching a movie, you know it's not really that good, but you just got to see how it is. I would have to know what happened. Yeah. Oh, no, this is an excellent movie. <laughs> this one has me on the edge of my seat. All right, so if we swim past all the drama here, should she say anything or just keep it to herself? Oh, okay. Um, definitely go. I would send a text to the, the maid of honor and be like, hey, slightly, you know, you obviously know her better than me, but... Does anybody else think this might be a tad bit inappropriate? <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would do the same. Fringe face. Mm. I'm, I'm with Abby. I would I would yeah, try to say something like, to the. 
closest person to her, whoever I believe that is. Yeah, and bring your camera, please. And then post it to TikTok because you'll go viral <laughs> and that creator fun, it's pretty nice. All right, Carrie, we'll talk to you on Monday and find out what she did, okay? Good luck. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, bye-bye. I hated that call. It's the Burt Show. <laughs> the Burt Show. I'm nervous, y'all, because I have officially been invited to be a keynote speaker for a really important and huge event tonight at the Georgia Aquarium. Yeah? Yes. So, Camino Latino is a program, a nonprofit, which brings Latin families together who have been through child abuse and violence within the family and creates safe spaces and opportunities for them to get better. And a few years ago, they heard my story on a bird show when I documented my child abuse and all of the things that I went through when I was a child and how I've had to overcome these things. And so they asked me to come in and speak to some of the kids who were been through child abuse or who are currently going through child abuse and even talk to some of the parents who have struggled with abusing their kids. And so, like, when I very, very first started talking about my child abuse experiences for the first time, and it was tough for me, and I was vulnerable about it, but I did it, and they appreciated it. And so they asked me to come in and talk about it, and I did, and I spoke to the kids, and I, I spoke to them for about 30 to 45 minutes, and then afterwards we took pictures. Um, it's actually amazing because I ran into one of the kids a couple of years later at a, um, a party I was at randomly, and he stopped me, and he told me about how that speech really impacted him mm-hmm. and how it really changed his life, and it got him going into a different direction and then he just admired that there was someone who was so open and willing to speak about this on such a big platform and it was one of the most memorable moments I've had since joining the bird show and ironically um, right before the pandemic they asked if I would come back but the pandemic happened and we didn't get to do it but a few years later now they have a celebration every year this is their 10th annual celebration where they celebrate all of the families that have transformed and that are now currently doing better and they asked me if I would actually come in and be the keynote speaker for the event tonight. Dude that is huge that's massive. Congratulations. Thank you. So I, I, I know me. I usually wing it. I don't actually like write my speeches out. And I was thinking to myself, like, should I change what I normally do? But I don't think I am. I really do think this is something that um, being that it's my genuine experience that I'm just going to go up there and speak from my heart and really speak about my experiences and my journey and how I've overcome it and how I think that they can utilize things that I've been through to help themselves. How did you overcome it? Honestly, I think when you are abused to a certain extent as a child, I don't know that it ever goes away. Mm -hmm. I think it's always a part of your life. It's a part of your story. It's a part of your journey. I think the biggest thing for me was um, stop blaming myself, number one. I think a lot of the times you blame yourself for it. Um, And the victim mentality. I carried around a victim mentality for so long because I had this why me thing. Like, why didn't my father accept me? Why would you choose to abuse me? And when I was I was a child, I was so innocent. But at some point, I think you have to genuinely learn to use those experiences for the better of you, to make you a better person, a stronger person. And it's not why you because life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. So even though you may not see why this happened, I mean, look at look at what I'm doing now. I mean, I'm touching these lives. I'm using my story to influence people. And if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't be able to do that. So everybody's got a story. Everybody's been through something. And I just want to go up there and share mine and hopefully change or touch somebody's life. My, one of my favorite quotes is you have to be tested in order to have a testimony. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm nervous, but I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a great opportunity. And I'm glad that I uh, I did that speech at Landon's graduation. Uh-huh. I'll BBA kid because I feel like it kind of prepared me for yeah. this uh, to have go up there and do this. But it's my first time doing it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm nervous. I'm all the things. And I think you just practiced it. I mean, if you yeah. just say yeah. tonight what you just said, man, I mean, I can't think of anything more effective than that. It's done. Yeah. In yeah. fact, don't even show up. We'll no. just send this recording. All right. There you go. <laughs> Put a little video screen of me in the back. That's, that's it. We're done. Hey, what's the name of that organization again? 
Caminar Latino. That's beautiful, man. And the event is tonight at 7 p.m. at the Georgia Aquarium. All right, so we'll call this uh, Feel Good Friday here because uh, this has been going so great, helping mamas. Uh, and we got an update today? I do. I have a new update for you guys. So Helping Mamas is a nonprofit here in Georgia. They are the baby bank supply of Georgia. And they collect diapers. They collect all kinds of baby supplies. They collect period products. Um, and they are just, they are focused on helping those in need when it comes to feminine products and when it comes to helping out parents and families and babies. Love this organization. They do phenomenal work. So they have started a challenge, a Helping Mamas Challenge, because next week is Diaper Need Awareness Week, and they are trying to fill their warehouse with diapers. It is crazy how many diapers they go through and they give out, right? So they want to collect 300,000 diapers for their warehouse. So these teams have signed up. I signed up the Burt Show. We have Mm -hmm. a Burt Show team. The goal was 4,000, right? We got 4,000 easy. Our listeners, our family are phenomenal. You guys collected 6,000. I'm like, all right, let's <laughs> 10. Give me 10. Grady. I know, right? And then they collected 13,000. And you guys remember, I was like, all right, we need a new goal. What should it be? And Bert and I are a little more, um, we we tend to be a little more conservative because we want to meet our goals. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be disappointed. You set the bar low. Yes. You're rarely disappointed. But you guys were like 20,000. So the new update right now, we have collected 17,500 diapers. That's crazy, man. That's awesome. We haven't got to our 20,000 mark yet, but I've learned from the best. We got to make it bigger, right? You go, and we haven't got yeah, 20. You're going to no, go no, no. 50,000? No, not, not the number. And who's the, <laughs> this best you're talking about learning from? You! I so I'm talking about <laughs> not not the not the number bigger, but the challenge bigger to get more people involved and invested. Okay. So if we hit 20,000 diapers, I will pose for a photo in an adult diaper. Shut okay. up. Stop this. No, right? Yes. Oh. It's, it's not too late to take it back. No. I will pose in an adult diaper oh. if we collect 20,000 diapers. Now, Bert, can I count you in? If we collect 25,000 diapers, will you pose in an adult diaper? Count me in. All right, Mo. If uh, we no, collect whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 30,000 diapers, can I count you in to pose? Can I count you in to pose in a photo in an adult diaper? Count me in. All right, Abby, if we collect 35,000 diapers, can I count you in to pose in a photo in an adult diaper? No, count no, me no, in. No. All right. Oh, we got this the is whole entire crew. Now wow. I can figure out why he made us record yeah. that. <laughs> now, so that by together. the way, none of us said that live. <laughs> that was all Tommy and Kristen recording that a couple of days ago. We had no idea why they recorded that. I don't that. know what you're talking about. <laughs> wow. Kristen, I'm still single. If men see me in this photo, I will never get a point. That's a fact. Right. I am not scared to do this. Okay. I have some on now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, team. Here's the deal. 20,000, I will pose in a photo in an okay. adult diaper. All right. 25,000 diapers? Sure. Bert and I will pose in a photo no with problem. an adult diaper. I'm in. 55,000? No. Oh. 105,000? No. 30,000 diapers. Me, Bert, and Mo will pose in a photo wearing adult diapers. $75,000 <laughs> diapers. 35,000 diapers. Bert, me, Mo, and Abby will pose in a photo wearing adult diapers. 40,000 diapers, the entire cast. We'll all pose in a photo together, rocking 
a diaper. All right, are you guys really into this? Because it's it's your your diaper, your choice. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like I don't actually have an option? You don't. Uh, well, I don't. You option. sound like a real a hole if you say yes, that. Yeah. I mean, she really has. If, yeah, she's she's cornered us. If well you played. say no, you hate. If you if you say no, you hate babies. Okay. <laughs> yep. yeah. Especially babies in need in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> well played. I've been in way worse than that. No problem. All right, so let, let's let's hear him, Tommy. Let's hear him again. Make sure we have the uh, the count me ins. I just want to make it official. We got we got we got everybody's count me in. We got Bert. Count me in. We got Mo. Count me in. We got Abby. Count me in. Sweet. Everybody says. How did you even get us to say that? Was that yesterday? Yes. Just ask for it. I came up with a fake promo for Q99.7 uh, about Music Midtown because we're all going to be there this weekend. So I just had each of you say count me in and then Tommy um, and Kaylee that's, isolated it. I just want you to know y'all put me in an adult diaper. I'm going to use it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you think that's going to be a sexy picture? Oh, hell no. <laughs> no. We're in. All right. So the link is at theburtshow.com. It's also on our uh, social media pages. I am... I am I'm sure you guys are going to share because we we all want to do this together, right? Yeah. Yes, I yeah. am. I'm yep. impressed with. I'm really impressed with how much you progressed. <laughs> well played. I really am. Your, your manipulation game is strong now. Thank you. <laughs> it's the Bird Show. The Bird Show.